You're listening to the Never Heard of It podcast, a Night Shift Radio original. Every week, we bring you the good, the bad, the weird, and lesser-known streaming movies. Hit subscribe for new episodes every Thursday and Sunday. Penelope's very confused. She's trying to climb up into my arm, and I'm trying to clap, and she's like, ah, "What do I do? <laughs> I gotta go." No, I sit yeah. here. <laughs> uh, right. Say hi, everybody. <laughs> hi, hello. You're on the internet. Hello. Like, Penelope saying hello because it's a brand new episode with a brand new special. We're kicking off. Uh, if so, for those of you guys who have been sticking around for a while, you're probably like, "Oh yeah, I, I remember this <laughs> this little shindig again." Uh, so we brought the Superpod Hero Cast guys back because we are going to be talking about Secret Invasion, uh, episode by episode, which I definitely have been calling Secret Wars every time and then correcting myself, which is not yet. That's Secret Wars that's coming. Shirt. It's like five years from now. I know, right? It's true. Well, depending on how long this writer's strike goes. Right, right. Or uh, Jonathan Major's uh, (laughs) trial goes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's, yeah, they push back. So they push back King Dynasty and uh, the first, the the next film after it. uh, They push those back by a full year. And the assumption is because Jonathan Major's will still be in litigation and stuff, and they don't know whether they can keep him or not. So my uh, two cents, um, recast, just to save themselves the time. Jonathan Majors was fantastic, but there's too much uh, stank on him at this point. I'd like to point to The Flash slash Ezra Miller. Like, I like so, the movie a lot, but I was going to uh, say, like this, this episode bombing. obviously isn't about the Flash, but like, have either of you seen it? I haven't yet. Oh, it's it's really good, but oh, man, it. oh man, it's just going to be people are just going to hate it because of Ezra Miller. But recast Kang as a, another variant because we've seen variants be different people. Yeah, easy. And may I introduce you to one, Mister John Boega? Oh, oh my God, oh. I would, I would kill for that would, i would kill for john boy has the I same mean, energy as jonathan majors mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. he could totally put and if he keeps the british accent because like he's so much cooler with a british accent like i'm very excited for his new film coming out called they clone tyrone yeah um very excited for that it's coming up on netflix it's him jamie fox a bunch of other really great actors it looks stupidly hilarious uh, very excited. I think as of time of recording this, I think it comes out in like a week or two. Um, but they cloned Tyrone just really looks really looks super funny. But John Boyega gets to really be himself in that because he can be very silly, especially if you remember from like Attack the Block and stuff like uh, that. Yes, Casey, you're absolutely right. Uh, like, that's totally. who it should be. Like, I think if, if, yeah. he'd be fantastic at it. But like, let's also not forget that like the, the multiverse that we've gotten so far in the Marvel universe has shown us like the infinite pos I mean, we literally got was a crocodile or alligator Loki. So like yeah. it literally doesn't fucking matter who oh, you Sabrina, recast someone as. It does we, not matter in the slightest as long as you have a multiverse story. But wait yeah. till you see uh across the Spider-Verse. Oh you thought yeah. crocodile Loki was weird? <laughs> Ooh, that's I am, exciting. I'm very excited about that. We um um I was telling you both about this. I think like Ellen, I forgot, hasn't seen into the spider verse. Cause Michael, you and I saw it together and she wasn't Shame. up to go in that, oh, yeah. that time. And I completely forgot about it. I thought we had seen it together and she's like, Nope, I didn't. I'm like, well, I guess we're waiting. Yeah. <laughs> legit. I forgot that we saw that together. Yeah. Completely. Like even, even you telling me that we saw it together and I'm like, well, I don't remember doing That's it. That's the thing. I'm, like it didn't spark a memory. I'm just like, I, I'm telling you we right. did it, but I don't remember it. Either. <laughs> 
right. You could be right. I don't know. Is this a Mandela effect? I'm just believing <laughs> yeah, my right. partner. She she tends to be the, the rememberer in our family. She, uh, she's the hard drive. She, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I am the very definition of random access, man. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so so to uh, bring it back to our intro, uh, you know, hello, you're listening and watching the Never Heard of It podcast. Uh, hey, it, we are going to be talking about episode one of Secret Invasion. We will be spoiling this episode. So if you have not watched it yet, first off, it's been out for like five days. Like, if you haven't watched it by now, you obviously don't care about spoilers. Uh, but... If you are watching and you're like, crap, I haven't watched that yet, hit subscribe, come back later, you know, hit subscribe on YouTube, hit subscribe on your podcast player of choice, come back later. Um, you know, we're doing this week by week. So for the next six weeks, um, we're going to be having uh, both Casey and Todd or just Todd or just Casey or Casey and Todd uh, joining us to talk about the episodes and they will all be spoiled. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it's been like uh, five days since uh, the time of airing this. Also, any TSPHC army people who are over here from our feed, um, we're going to spoil movies that we haven't gotten to yet. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to happen. It's so, going to happen. Yeah, so I we, mean, dangers await. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Should you continue down this path? Yeah. Just <laughs> enter at your own risk. That's what she said. <laughs> so uh, I'm just reminded of the movie Teeth. Um, oh, so <laughs> I forgot that movie existed, Michael. How mm -hmm. dare you? Mm -hmm. It's great. Uh, so, of course, Casey from the Super Body Hero cast, thank you so much for joining us. Thank we you for having it. me. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah. Uh, it's good to be you back. Know, you're, you've been around for a while. Now you've been on a lot of episodes. You co hosted uh, with me while Brie was gone mm -hmm. uh, for a month, and we did a whole bunch of apocalypse movies. That was, that was fun. Yeah. I'm, thank you for inviting me back after I gave you all those uh, found footage movies that you didn't seem to care much for. <laughs> Did, eh, they were fun. We had fun. Did I tell you that I ended up watching the other two Hell House movies and the fourth one is in the works? And I, oh, yeah, I will watch it as well because I'm and, invested oh, now. And why? there's a remake of all of them coming out too. So the fourth one in the series by the same filmmakers, but another set of filmmakers is no. making a movie about why? that story. But... I think it's not found footage. I think it is just like a straight horror film. Oh, because um, that works so well for the Blair Witch Book of oh, Shadows. Yeah, totally. I know. Jesus. Let's oh, not make God. it a found footage movie. Bitch. <laughs> yeah, man, that was junk. I, I just, I'm kind of loving it because they have just been getting worse in this series. Like the first one was bad, but like they just kept going. I didn't think they could get any worse, and they did. And so, like, I'm really excited about number four. I, I'm not excited at all. I'm going to watch it. Uh, but hearing the idea of like a total remake, like, fuck, you know what? Fuck it. Sign me up. <laughs> it's not like Hollywood's yeah. got any new ideas. I mean, they're already doing a live action Lilo and Stitch. I'm like, hang on. Why? The oh, original yeah. came out when I was a full fledged adult. Like, yeah. that's. Yeah. Well, they're doing live action Moana even more so. That only came out like five years ago. Live action Moana is already being cast, they've already cast Moana. So like and and Dwayne and The Rock is returning as Maui, but it's not. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even gonna attempt to pronounce her name because I'm a dumb white guy. It is not a uh, whatever. Yep. Yeah, See, I'm but not gonna. Also, <laughs> she is in a really great uh, Disney show right now, which Brie, you were talking about not that long ago. Um, Haley? Haley's, Haley's on it. Haley's on oh, it. it's adorable. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, so Ooh. so the voice of Moana is Haley, and Haley's on it. Um, for those of you Good Place fans, uh, her best friend in the show is played uh, by Manny Jacinto, who played <gasps> Jason Mendoza. 
uh, on it. And he's basically Sign Jason. Sign me the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a great that, show. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really funny. Disney Plus. Um, it's, I think it's like six episodes or something like that. They're like so far, super yep. short. It's adorable. It's a lot of fun. Definitely. Also, Sarah Chalk is in it. Um, she plays uh, one of the main characters. Oh. So, as I'm, well. I'm sorry, okay. buried the lead. Sarah Chalk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's only in it a little bit. But yeah, Sarah Chalk is but, in it as well. But she's yeah. in there. I'll be able to see her, right? Well, you it's, hear her voice. It's animated. It's animated. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with that too. Yeah, it's still good. Yeah. Uh, she, if you want to see the woman who played Moana in live action, she will be in the Mean Girls movie. Oh, the musical movie. What? So the, they're mean, the musical, musical, musical yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah, Mean Girls the musical the movie starring as Katie. Um, oh, I can't remember her name, but she was uh, the the girl that fell in love with Ned in No Way Home. Oh, uh, can't think of the actress. Yeah, name. yeah, I know who you're talking about. She was also in that great uh, high, uh, honor society. Yes, that was, that with the the, um, the was kid from Stranger Things. Wonderful yeah. movie. Great, uh, great. Yep. super great. And we can't say any more without telling you why we all think it's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> Plus, we did cover it a little bit. So. Oh well, if you want to, yeah, that that okay. Spoiler, but uh, that twist was yeah. uh, I did not see coming. At all. Uh, and it made me go, oh, shit. Okay, yeah, great. <laughs> Sarah Chalk's character in Haley's On It. Fucking hair goals. Just incredible. Oh, oh yeah? yeah? That's really Absolutely cool. Absolutely in love yeah. with like, All right. I'm, I'm madly in love with that character. Uh, but, like, you know, me falling for a cartoon is nothing new. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. We've all done it. Anyone who says <laughs> yeah. they haven't is a bold-faced liar. <laughs> I mean, we grew up in the 80s. Like, we 100% crushed on all. Like, we were crushing on, like, female Transformers. Like, I don't, we don't need to. <laughs> RC, you know? absolutely. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know so many people shared that particular one with me. <laughs> that's not a. That's not a weird one, Brie. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> they're drawn. Stupid. They're drawn that way. It's true. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that yeah. way. Oh, well, there's one too. Yeah, there's one. I was yeah, like, there's... I don't understand why. Oh I like yeah, that this. definitely was like a okay. Uh, anyways, let's get to the show. Let's get to the show. So we're here talking about Secret Invasion episode one, um, which has a really cool name. Uh, I'm sure uh, episode wise. Uh, but you know, Does we'll it? get to that as soon have, as I eventually hmm? find it. Do they have episode yeah, titles? they do have uh, episode titles from oh, I think called Resurrection. It's called Resurrection. It's called Have You Seen a Spy Movie? There will be no twists here. No. How yeah. Dare you? So so let's get into that. So so the idea of Secret Invasion <laughs> is. Scrolls have infiltrated Earth, mm -hmm. um, you know, and uh, they are literally everywhere, and now they are bad. Now, the, the, the idea of this, you know, obviously Secret Invasion comes from the Secret Invasion comics, and this is where we got the idea of Super Scrolls, um, which apparently are coming to the show, according to the trailer. Um, mm. So uh, that's something that we can look forward to, but I still have to ask, how, you know, we were just talking about this, Brie. How? Mm -hmm. Because Super Scrolls got their powers by stealing all of the Fantastic Four's powers. So, how? To which I <laughs> said, like, be Super it, Scrolls? it would be kind of a baller move for them to introduce the Fantastic Four in this show. Like, formally oh introduced. Because I feel like no one... Uh, I haven't heard anyone talk about it. It doesn't seem like anyone sees that coming as, like, their, their introduction to the MCU. And, like, that would be a fun and legitimate, like, surprise, which a lot of the stuff hasn't really been surprising when it's finally happened. Yeah, I would really... Uh, take this show up a notch if they were just like surprise we cast the Fantastic Four here they are we kept it a secret like for them to keep I, that a secret would be amazing mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. For real. I mean, and a big reveal. I mean, it would, you know, that would have to be an, uh, an entire episode in itself. But I mean, we'll see, right? We'll see how it all works out. Maybe it's just going to be, you know, like uh, when WandaVision, where it's just in passing, they mention something that you're like, hang on, go back. That sounds important. Yeah, like, wait a second. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. We should go back and talk about that. Yeah. My nerd <laughs> that, sense is going off. That seems yeah, important. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, yeah, and so we'll talk about it at the end, but obviously, you know, I would say there is a twist ending to uh, today's episode, but it's, as we've discussed, it's a little bit up for debate, so we'll see. So the first things first, though, you know, the very first thing that we see right out the gate is we see Ross, you know, coming in, uh, right, Ross? Ever, uh, uh, yeah, Ross. Um, Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Ross comes in, you know, we, we last saw him in Wakanda forever, um, being hijacked out of, uh, American custody and being, uh, whisked away to beautiful Wakanda. Um, yeah. so that's where we there last assumed states. he was. There are, I mean, I'd be fine with it. Yeah. So that's where we last assumed he was based on the knowledge we have from the movies and television. And then now, now we see him in Russia and he's going and connecting to, um, another, Let's say S.H.I.E.L.D. I think for the sake of simplicity, we'll say S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, agent. I'm going to call this guy a um, a local theater actor that Aww. is getting his big break. Because this guy is he huge, is. this entire scene. But he says all his lines like this. I yes. am telling you about the scrolls. I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck, man? Were I... you by Crafty too long? Like, did you eat? Right too many energy bars because jesus christ i think richard dormer really sold that part i think he did i think is he a game of thrones guy yes of course he uh Barrett they're all just Dundarian? coming over here i don't know yeah they, yeah. they really are no I wait just, who is he uh he's Beric dondarian i don't know shit fuck he wasn't game even of thrones. important um but i just like he like he absolutely 100% overacted this scene but i feel like the character that he's playing would put his whole chest into every conspiracy he's trying to sell and i have no problem with that part it's just, just a, a perfect example when he hands ross the the like hollow emitter uh-huh apparently now we're in star wars the way he hands he's like going to bring it up over my head and then bring yeah. it down to you i'm like <laughs> could Boom. you be a little less extra about this like i yeah. i wanted the gif of uh, martin going calm down a bit so, like, yeah <laughs> just take it down a notch man the only part about this scene that like really got to me is he is standing there and like i said with his whole chest he's like we can't trust anyone man like mm-hmm. okay so like this motherfucker literally just walked in off the street and he looks like someone that you know and trust, but you have just spent however long explaining to him why you cannot trust anyone. Did you vet him at all? Spoiler, he didn't. At what point did he figure it out? Because he does. He figures it out, but it's just too late. But so, w- so here's my question. How does he figure it out? There's that was my, that was my complaint that, about this. There's that, no trigger. It was there's no trigger. When... when Ross, in quotes, is like, I'll bring this to Fury. And, like, is really shady about it. Like, more shady than than Ross would normally be. And, like, that's the moment. But, like, after I've handed over all of the, the secrets that I've been so jealously guarding in this conspiracy web I've been building for years, after I've given you everything, now I'm going to hand it to you and realize, oh, I fucked up. Like, that I wasn't believable. Yeah. Yeah, I think the timing of it all seemed very off. Uh, you know, I agree. I agree. Because he does say, like, 
uh, let me get it to Fury. But he kind of says it before he hands him the th- the pad, and then he hands him the pad, and he looks at it, and then he jumps at him, and I'm like, wait, what is? I was like, why? What made you? It felt very like I don't know why you're doing this. Like uh, up until the moment when you see Ross eventually turns turn into a scroll, and then I'm like. Okay, but how did you know? The only thing I could think of, and there's like the only problem with it is that they don't give us an indication if this is the case or not, is if, uh, was his name? Prescott, I think, was the, Prescott. the character. Prescott. Yeah. Prescott. Uh, Prescott yeah. yeah, Prescott was, if he was intentionally like trying to bait out a scroll uh, uh, agent, you know, undercover, then like this scene makes sense. But nothing. Right. Nothing says to us that that's what's happening. It just feels like he got duped. And this guy is so prepared and so paranoid that just like, how is he going to get duped so easily? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's just, and I think that's maybe where like this first moment, uh, but from this moment on, this play, the whole episode kind of plays out like, a Mission Impossible movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I it love is. the Mission Impossible movies. So don't put your Mission Impossible in my, in my, I mean, they've Get already done. Get your impossible done a, missions out of my MCU. <laughs> yeah. Like they've already done an amazing spy movie. Just uh, yeah. Winter, Winter Soldier, Soldier this shit. And I will be yeah. all there. But it's just, like, even in that, I knew who the Winter Soldier was mm-hmm. before the movie came, but I still fucking loved every minute of it. Like as soon as they announced Captain America, the Winter Soldier, I'm like, oh, Bucky's coming back. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Like you're like great. Yeah, everyone knows this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so that's the thing. So you know, they they have a topple. Prescott jumps on top of Ross. They they you know scuffle a little bit, and Ross eventually shoots Prescott, um, which also is awkward because the way he jumps on him, Ross's hands are up, mm-hmm. and then he gets shot. So even the second time through, I watched this, I was like, oh shit, who's in the room with them? Mm-hmm. Right. But that's not what is happening. It's it, Ross shoots Prescott and then runs away. To which he starts being chased by somebody yelling in Russian for some reason. Um, but they're in when Moscow. we learn, yeah, but the person who is yelling at him and the person he is chasing, they both know are not Russians because the person chasing him is Talos, and the person that Talos is chasing, he knows is Ross or a scroll. Oh, so why is he yelling at him fuck. in Russian? He knows who it is. Oh, they both good. know who each other are. Right. Even even if it is Ross human. And Talos, they know each other. How do you say so like, how do you say that guy's name? Talos. They say it differently. Everybody says yep. it their own fucking way. And it is the thing that drives me the most nuts in movies. Yeah. When people are like, yes. like cause some people say Talos. Yeah. In the same yeah. scene. When the yep. when the painter later or the, the artist guy, he says oh, Talos. Oh, I gotta talk about that. When we get and to then that, Fury I wanna goes, talk about it, so Talos? Funny. And I'm like, it's like I wanted to be like why are you saying it like that? I say Talos. Right. Why are you saying Talos? I'm so yep. glad that you're hung up on that too, because that, like Michael <laughs> can attest, is one of my biggest pet oh. peeves in all of the the whole film industry. Is when you have a character decide on the pronunciation of that character's name, teach your fucking actors what the pronunciation is, and stick to it. Every character pronouncing a name differently just makes me angry. It's, I mean, it's, it's one thing Han if it's cross accent. Yeah, it's a Han hand thing. Yeah. It's exactly that. Yep. So it's one thing if we're crossing accents, right? You know, this this show obviously sure. has Russian, sure. British, and it's one thing That's if, one thing, yeah. you know, Olivia Coleman is saying Talos mm-hmm. and everyone else is saying Talos, understandable, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're crossing over accents. But when you have two of the same accent people saying it differently, that's where you're like, 
pick a lane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's in um, the Caecilius in uh, Doctor Strange. Like, yeah. it, somebody, I don't remember who, but someone in the movie is like, Caecilius. I'm like, okay, now you're just trying to win at Scrabble. What are we doing here? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you adding extra vowels? Uh, right. No, that's right. not how this works. They get paid by these syllables, <laughs> so they're really like milking it. Yeah. <laughs> So while Casey was resolving some uh, some technical issues just then, uh, you mentioned Rachel Bloom, and uh, that brought to mind the fact that anytime I hear the last name Bloom, whether it's Orlando or Rachel or anyone, all I can think of is I'm Edward Bloom and uh, Big Fish. Oh yeah, <laughs> just and like oh, to the no, point where no, like, I'm gonna do that. To the point where I forget that that was Ewan McGregor, and I just think like, oh yeah, Edward Bloom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totes. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah. Edward Bloom. Deep Southerner. <laughs> oh, wait. No, he's Brit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, well, he's uh, Scottish, oh, isn't Jesus. he? Let's yeah, not like that. I've always forget yeah. he's Scottish. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Apologies. Because when was the last time yeah. you heard him speak with a Scottish accent? Uh, the I meme know. that goes around. There's a bunch of ski altars over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I think, like, he was in a commercial and I think he used his real accent. And I was like, Oh yeah, is yeah, yeah. You're like, oh right, right. Ben Mendelsohn <laughs> right, is not a Brit, right? He's an Australian. Uh, I think so. So like yeah. him using a standard British on the show, like hearing him in in interviews, you're just like, but like, what happened? Your accent's just it slips off. a couple times. I mean, it's, you know, since we're on the the topic of people mispronouncing mispronouncing things, uh, <laughs> people mispronouncing names. Uh, yeah, he's from uh, he's from Melbourne, Melbourne, uh, and like. His accent, like, is usually rock solid when he's doing performances, but I feel like he slips a lot in this show, and I'm not sure if he's just tired of this character or if, like, just nobody was paying attention or what, but, like, he definitely doesn't stay in the, like, the solid British accent that he normally does. Hemsworth has done it once or twice. I think my favorite is in Ragnarok. It's red. It's white. Pick a color. I'm like, that's not (laughs) how you say that word unless you are... Australian. <laughs> right. Which, which is, you know, uh, we just did a bonus episode talking about the movie, uh, extra, the extraction series yeah. and specifically extraction two, since that just came out. And I love the extraction movies. They're just, they're hilariously fun. Um, or they're just excitingly fun. I should say they're not exactly hilarious. Um, but I like it because Chris Hemsworth gets to be Australian in it oh. and he does not hold back and he'll say shit like an Australian would. He'd be like, <sighs> Or I'm gonna take your gun, mate. You know, like he just fucking goes for it, and it's hilarious to be like, "I'm gonna stab you in the throat." All right, you know, it's just like this is great. I love it. It's okay, so <laughs> I've never watched relevant. them, but totally gonna watch. Oh, you have yeah. to. They're so exciting. You know, I talked about it. Uh, I think it was last week or something. Mm. But the action scenes in this are the best action scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Like, I'm, we're talking Mission Impossible quality action scenes. Damn. And they, they're famous for one-shot action scenes. Oh, sign me up. Uh, Extraction 1 had a 10-minute one. A 10-minute, well, it's not a real one, but it's a one It's a seamless one-shot. Mm-hmm. And Extraction 2 has a 21-minute long one-shot take. It is the coolest freaking scene I have ever seen action-wise. Like it is so, and they like go from places to places. Like he gets on a helicopter, gets off the helicopter, goes to an area, rides a car. Oh, you go yeah. from in the car to out of the car, and it all just looks like this seamless thing. It was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Oh, yeah. I got to watch that. But that's enough about extraction because we talked about that last week. <laughs> hey, if you haven't hit subscribe yet, go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> go watch the extraction series because they just announced they're making extraction three. 
So there's that. It's it's super not relevant to the episode and we can move on. But like that, I just, I will always be annoyed. Even though like I like a British accent, it's annoying to me that that just is the default when you want someone to like either be like a fantasy or like an alien or like anything like that. And they're just like, I don't know, make them British. Uh, More like, like a profound villain. Yeah. Like they all, you know, they all have British accents. Like, yeah. So like if someone has a, like a, like, a rich like Scottish or Australian or like literally any other accent other than like you know BBC English. Like let us right. have that. Let us have the the whole yeah. canvas of colonizers. <laughs> I think the only time that it that it bothers uh, those don't those bother me. What doesn't bother me is like movies like um Gladiator where everyone's speaking with a Russian yeah. with a Russian Jesus with an English Ooh. accent and everyone's like but they're but they're you know it's, they're they're not speaking Ancient they're not even speaking yeah because they're not speaking english they're just giving an affected right. accent to be like we're not speaking english we're just instead of us all learning this dead language here we go right or having a whole film full of subtitles mm. like you know unnecessarily for like an american or in, you know an yeah, english that's film. why I they mean, do it and i'm totally fine with that forcing the cast to go to like all learn like vulgar latin and like actually film a period piece in latin would be kind of amazing uh, and that's that's the kind well, of dedication I want to see from from Russell Crowe. Uh, anti-Semite <laughs> Mel Gibson did it for Passion of the Christ. The whole movie's shot in Aramaic, uh, and I'm sitting uh, there yeah, the, whole, the whole time I going, think... "Man, this would be totally fine if they were speaking English. I wouldn't give a shit." Yep. <laughs> God damn it, I forgot about that movie. Yeah. Uh, you learned, should. <laughs> uh, yeah, you should. Yeah, even though they're making a sequel for some uh, reason. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, my brain yeah, hurts. It's whatever. So much. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it just reminds me of a scene from The Good Place, though, where he's like, I learned Latin and ancient Greek in case either come back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is good. Yeah. So so when we uh, were last talking about uh, the show, we were just talking about how Talos is chasing Ross. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but, it, but it's not Talos yet. He is disguised as someone else. We don't know it's Talos at the beginning. He is chasing Ross and you're like, oh, shit, it's probably a bad scroll, like coming after Ross because whatever. Like at this moment, I didn't. I didn't exactly know Ross was a scroll until he jumped from the building and smacked himself before he turned. When as soon as he smacked the building, fell down and then started to get up, I was like, "He's a scroll," mm. because I was like, "Obviously, because human, he would be dead." I so. knew it before then when he started like running and jumping and being Tom Cruise. I'm like, "We've never seen ever Ross yeah. do any of this shit." What the? Fuck? I mean, we did see him jog tons in Wakanda <laughs> Forever, so I think you know. I think <laughs> what what did it for me and like. I was a little bit disappointed in this intro sequence only because uh, they gave it to us a little bit in advance in like a trailer or a teaser or whatever, but it like, it felt like they were giving us a one shot. So like this was going to be like, if yeah. you watch this, it would be like later on, it'll end up on Disney plus as one of the, the one shots and you can watch again, but otherwise it's not going to be in the series. I was like, Oh cool. So this is a little like behind the scenes, like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to find out something about Ross in like the actual show. But they just gave us that scene again. I'm like, oh, I've already seen this. And it's that moment where Ross, Ross in quotes, gets shady about the, the hollow tablet. And I was like, fuck, he's a scroll. Like, yeah. And I, kind of, I, I had my suspicions, again, just because I was already like, why isn't this dude taking any precautions when he's just doing this info dump on, on someone? So, uh, but we've belabored the first like three minutes already. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> to talk Star Trek for a second, it took, I don't know, a really long time for the Federation to find a way to 
spot out changelings. So true, right? New, new territory for them. I get that, but like, true, but like, if you're as paranoid like, as that dude was, be like, hey, uh, let me punch you in the face. Make sure it doesn't like deform. It doesn't. Yeah, bleed green or something. Yeah. But like, you know, contrast the the scene uh, where uh, uh, Seven is, you know, chatting with Tuvok and oh. figures out that he's not really Tuvok versus this with with Ross. Like, it's a like a lot clearer that Seven is not trusting the person that's on the other end. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's trying to feel out if he can be trusted, and the the this agent uh, Prescott uh, just doesn't even try and like that's that's the part that's weird to me so one of the other things about this that i think you know is leaning into the series alone and this is something that you know we get the plot right the plot of the series is it's been 30 years nick fury and carol danvers were supposed to help these scrolls that that you know the refugees of scrolls to find another planet they haven't um, and obviously the blip uh, caused, you know, a little mess ups in that. But the blip was five years ago. Well, ish. Yeah, at this time. I'm tired of them not giving us timeline of shit. Like, yeah, it, it, Star Wars is shit. Make it a. Yeah. After a T B after the blip. Yeah. Like after the yeah. blip. Yeah. How many years like after six the blip? Years after yeah. the blip. Or just yeah. a B. A B after blip. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Like. Yeah. Done and done. Um, but yeah, so, so, so we know that they had been searching. So my, my issue with this is like, so we, we are introduced to the character of Gravik, who is, uh, the bad guy of the series, let's say. So he is basically disenfranchised. He is like, you've been trying for 30 years. We're no closer to finding a home. You know, this is the plot of the series, Mm -hmm. right? This is the general plot of the series Mm -hmm. to which uh, this is one of those moments where at the beginning of the series, we're talking episode one. Up until the part where he become where Gravik becomes a full on terrorist and bombs a city for what reason I'm not entirely sure yet, I understand why he's pissed. Like I side with him up until he becomes a terrorist, right? right. You know, before like we see him actually detonate bombs, I'm like, dude, I get it. It's been 30 years. I get that the blip was a big deal, but even if the blip was 10 years ago, what were you doing for the other 20 years? <laughs> Like, how, and how old is Gravik? Like, right? Is he the same age as Lie? What's uh, Amelia Clark's character's name? Uh, Gaia. Gaia is. Are they like roughly the same age? And that's where this comes right. from. Who can tell? Because I mean, obviously they're wearing their human suits, but also like Amelia Clark specifically looks younger than anything I've ever seen her in. Yeah, right. she <laughs> looks super. I'm like. She aging backwards? Is she Benjamin buttoning yeah. this shit? Yeah. I, I think I think she is, That's, and I'm okay with it. Michael and I were discussing this the other day because, like, in Game of Thrones, she plays a literal child, and in this show, where like it's like presumably she's supposed to be in her like 20s, maybe even 30s, given how long it's been. She was uh, we, she was in Captain Marvel, which took place yeah. in uh, what was the year of that one? Ninety one, nineteen eighty, no nineties. Yeah, because yeah, of mall rats. Ninety three, ninety three, ninety four. Because of mall rats, the mall rats. Well, we know, like, right. yeah. It, they say it's been thirty years. Let's let's yeah. just say, like, uh, estimate it's been thirty years. Uh, she was a child then, so she's at least in her like mid thirties, mm-hmm. mid thirties, early forties, and yeah. like. Obviously, that doesn't make a difference when you can change your shape, but the shape that she's a- adopted, Amelia Clark, <laughs> looks like she's twenty at best. Yeah, I don't know if it's <laughs> right the there. haircut or what. Yeah, she yeah. looks super young when she came on the screen. Yeah. 
And I have another complaint about this too, and this also has to do with the marketing. I completely agree with you, Bree, about uh, us seeing that opening scene mm-hmm. and it not being a just a like a prequel like sort of thing, mm-hmm. like a one the old Marvel one shots. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I disliked is that there was a really great reveal built into episode one, but it was spoiled in all of the marketing and everything because by Amelia Clark announcing she is Gaia, it ruined the spoiler of, oh my God, that's Talos's daughter. Yeah. Grown up. So you know? I didn't hear that. And the instant oh. she appeared on the screen, I'm like, oh, so that's Talos's daughter. Talos's daughter. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Like, yeah, I, I think I think Marvel is like yeah nobody's nobody's gonna not think you're this person so you can go right ahead right. and say well you I are. mean yeah because I, I didn't you know, I didn't hear that but as soon as like ah oh, she ran away I have no idea where she is a scene later there's this random woman roughly the age that she's supposed to be I'm like that's the daughter got it okay yeah well so early on in the film he says um, you know yeah well Gaia I don't who knows where Gaia is and then later someone says oh hey Gaia and I'm like. Like this could have been written better, where it could have been like, uh, no, you know, she's Talos never she's never him. referred to by name. They do a very smart job of not doing it until do they? She, I yeah. thought somebody calls her a guy when, when she's sent on the mission. The other dude, the 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 other dude that's there that sends her on the mission yeah. is like, you come with me, which sure, made right. me go, why aren't you saying her name? Oh, because she's <laughs> Gaia. <laughs> But like, also, but she's still. clearly someone important at this scroll compound because she's the one that meets the the wanderer at the gate and like kind of yeah. gets a, gets him admittance and shows him around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, she's Amelia Clark. Yeah, yeah. yeah so she's going to be someone important. <laughs> but Michael, you you kind of hit on also like one of the biggest concerns that I had going into this show was, and they even they we we got this in the faux one shot, basically trailer spoiler, uh, where Ross like explicitly says that like their only point of contact was fury though there are allies and as far as we know 30 years ago they were they were the good guys we helped them against the, the you know we collectively you know earth uh helped them against the um the Cree. The, the Cree, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like there are allies and we're helping them. Yeah, maybe we've dropped the ball, but like the why would they turn on us? Uh, and I had that same concern going into this. Like, how are they going to make secret invasion happen when the scrolls aren't the enemy in this? Right. And like, that was that, a great oh I'm sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say that that whole notion of like them like becoming disaffected after decades of, of inaction by by Shield and their supposed human allies uh, has this younger generation like we'll take care of our, you know, ourselves. That makes sense, and that I think was a was a good way of approaching this. Sure, but that was the great uh, I thought twist in Captain Marvel, and I think it boils down to casting Ben Mendelsohn because he yeah. always plays the douchey bad guy. Yeah. Yep. For all the yeah. way back to Dark Knight Rises, like he's always been this douchey, punchable in the face bad guy. So yeah. when he shows up and you find out he's a scroll, I'm like, oh, Jesus, like, he's the bad fucking guy. again. Right. And then he shows up at the yep. house later in the movie, uh-huh. and he's all like, kind of like charming and fun. I was like, drinking his drink. Hang the fuck on. Is he a good guy? I <laughs> loved yeah, I loved that reveal. Yeah, that, that was, was such a great twist. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, at this point, Fury finally comes down uh, <laughs> off of Saber, which we last saw him on in the uh, post credit scene of Far From Home. Yeah. Which, again, like to your point, Casey, about them never giving us timelines, 
we know from the Marvels trailer that Fury is on Saber when Kamala Khan zaps into space outside of it. Yeah. So let's let's put a pin on that and let's talk about it after the end of the episode because it's relevant to the end of the episode and new information I've learned. Oh. So let's shit. put a pin in that. Um so you're gonna yeah, have to so wait. coming I know you're going to have to wait because it's it's relevant towards the end of the episode. Uh, yeah, so, so you know, Fury comes down. He's met by Maria Hill, uh, who, you know, his, his right-hand man, so to speak. Uh, and, you know, they get in the car. They're good. And again, the last time we saw these two together, aside from being blipped, um, was uh, Far From Home. Because Far From Home happens after the blip, well, right? Well, we don't see yes. them in Far From Home. Well, well, right. But, I mean, we see no No them. way home. Are they in Far From Home? home. No, it's Far From Home is when uh, at the, yeah, because it's the whole thing with him and Mysterio, that's not Nick Fury the entire time. You're thinking No Way Home. No, Far From Home. No Way Home. God damn it. Far From Home is the new one. No Way Home. Far From Home. Homecoming. No Way Home is the third one. Far From Home. Far From Home is the second one. Far From Home is the one where they go on the class field trip (laughs) to England. John Watts, you motherfucker, made all your movies home. (sighs) Okay, anyway. Yeah, so yeah. far from home, the one with Mysterio, we see Nick Fury and Maria Hill. They're the two, first two characters we see in the movie. And in the post credit scene, we see them driving, and they both turn into Skrulls. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we go up to Saber, up in space, and we see Nick Fury hanging out on a holographic beach, surrounded by Skrulls you know, working and hanging out and he's like, all right, let's, let's get going. So like he's, he is up on saber. Now he is back down to earth with a limp, possibly a a very pronounced limp, which which they had to tell us like five times in this episode. They're like, it's Nick Fury and he's limping. Yeah. He's limping. He's He's old in case you missed it. (laughs) Ageism. I think, but I think part of his limp a is an act to make him seem more fragile. He's done that before, Mm -hmm. but B I'm pretty sure he had his artificial gravity up on Saber just turned up just a little to make it a little easier to walk around because his first step off the the space bridge, I guess, is what that is. Like, it seems yeah. like that's what that's bringing him up and down. It's not yeah. a transporter and it's not a shuttle. So yeah. it's a um, Bifrost. No. Yeah. But when he steps down, he kind of like adjusts He's it. Like, oh. I'm like, yeah. oh, nice, nice little bit of uh, acting there, Mr. Jackson. Like, uh-huh. that's really I great. Know. I Here's the thing: over under on on uh, Fury being a scroll again. Oh no, no! I have a question. We think he's full on scroll or full on. Yeah, it's full on Fury with his as uh, Susie Izzard says, huge fuck off beard. That is like yeah in the in the trailers. I remember being like, "That's what we're going with." That yep. Okay, sure. <laughs> it's a good beard. It's a good fake beard, but it's yeah. It's still like that's It's definitely I'm a hermit, leave me alone. Yeah. yeah. Get off He's my lawn. Full hermit beard. fury at this point. Yeah. Full yeah. hermit fury. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. So the limp was very pronounced. They they it's brought up several times throughout the episode of, you know, hey, you're walking with a limp. Hey, you're looking a little older, you know, and eventually uh so Fury gets in with Talos, he gets in with uh Maria Hill. They sort of brief him on everything, and we get the whole like you're the reluctant hero, right? Fury is the reluctant hero of of the series. Mm-hmm. You know, he's coming down and it's like, he's like, I didn't want to have to come down, but shit's gotten so bad that I had to come down. Right. Um, you know, and so now he's he's down here and he's like, I've got to deal with it uh, myself. We have yet to really understand why he has to deal with it himself. I know that in, in the episodes, we're going to get some sort of personal connection between Nick Fury 
and uh, Gravik. Uh, obviously, we're going to see some sort of flashback, I feel like, where it's going to show him like raising him like a kid over these past 20 years. Maybe he's been on Saber the whole time. I don't know. Like something, hmm. you know, because here's the thing. Making Gravik be uh, African-American as well as Nick Fury gives them a sort of connection, which is going to make him feel like a better villain to be like, you were supposed to be my dad. Like my scroll parents didn't make it and you were supposed to find us better help and you didn't hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Now we're all, you know, now we don't have a home and it's your fault because you were supposed to lead us there. I trusted you. I believed in you and you the blipped out and just gave up on everybody. So, this is it's this is the standard writing, right? This is this is what I predict is happening because that's that's the way I would write it off the top of my head. That's my first bit of how I would write it. Interesting. Wouldn't be great. I would re I would rewrite it to make it better, but that would be the first thing because it's the obvious thing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think I think I'll Kingsley Benadair is definitely capable of the gravity of uh, a Samuel yeah. L. Jackson Nick Fury uh, influenced character. Yep. Um, I'm going to steal from my brother and say. This episode felt like a really good first draft. Okay. Like Yeah, I mean, so this is where I agree with you about bad. It's just like there was never a moment where I was like, oh shit. Like especially the ending. I'm like, okay, but is that her? <laughs> like Right. Well, yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like the ending was the only thing where I was like, Oh, okay, they're going there. They're they're gonna do this. Now, not necessarily, you know, again, we'll talk about that once we get there, mm -hmm. which we'll get there very, very soon. Um <laughs> But uh but yeah, so uh you're right though. This does feel like a stand I mean, this is nothing similar, nothing new compared to like all the other spy shows that are on Netflix right now, sure. the secret agent, the diplomat, the night agent. You know, like all those. It's Michael set up He's exactly the same. All. I've watched them all. I freaking love them. I love them to death. Oh, They're I love a good spy show, but it's just, I expect after. It's just so standard. So the middle of this episode, uh, we get all of this back information that we've been talking about, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, everybody's disenfranchised. They've now set up these terror cells. And one of the things that we've learned is that the scrolls have a way of stealing the memories and the mind of the people that they copy. They have this, this technology that they're basically imprisoning people, stealing their brains so that they remember and know everything. Because what we learned is that when the scrolls copy a person, they don't know them. They right. just, sure. they just look like them. Which is usually how the like what their giveaway is, what they tell. Uh, but yeah. like, doesn't that like reek of Cree tech though? Like that just seems it's, like it's the literally kind of thing that the they same. Would do. It's literally the same tech that um, uh, Carol Danvers is hooked up to, and yep. it's the same effect. Worse now because it's yeah. TV budget versus film budget. True, yeah, those crackle yeah. lightning effects. I'm like, yee. Nah. Cool. <laughs> so, question in this scene, the shadowy figure up top, who is that? It's graphic. It is graphic. That was my assumption, the way it was shot. I yeah. think we're supposed to think it's graphic. I think oh. this is the upcoming twist, that it's someone oh. else. Is that it's not graphic. And I'm is thinking it's... it's the person they're saying is the super surprise scroll that no one will see coming. And I'm, God, I hope it's Chris Evans. Uh, <laughs> no, you know who I think it is? I think it's the president. Oh, I feel like that's a boring answer, though. I hope that's not the case, but, but it would make sense to make uh, to put Ross. That's confusing, as uh, as the president, because we know that in uh, Captain America: New World Order, Brave New Harrison World. Ford is or Brave New World, yeah. right? Brave New World now. <laughs> no color, Brave uh, New World Order. No, thank you. <laughs> yep, is that 
uh, he's the president in that. So ah. it would make sense. We do, we do know that Harrison Ford plays the president in that episode. In that, and then he movie. has no idea what a red uh, Hulk is. A red Hulk is. I don't I, know. I, I just. What's, I what, love what him is, in what interviews. Is a red, oh God, he's so funny. Because he either legitimately doesn't know jack shit about any of the characters he plays, or he just doesn't care enough. Or in a case like this, he's just really good at pretending uh, because he's, just to he's helping to keep the, the secrets. I think it's yeah. that. It's, I think it's just like with Tom Holland. Tom Holland knows when he's supposed to tell spoilers at this point and when he's not. Like, yeah, I think it's Harrison being like, Ooh, you're too close to the real thing. So I don't know what a Red Hulk is. But so like, I it's think... the same way he talks about like any like Star Trek, uh, Star Star Trek, Jesus, uh, Star <laughs> Wars projects. I, you you know which one I prefer. When he yeah. talks about any Star Wars projects that he's done in the past, he's like, I don't, "What the fuck is a Jedi? I don't know." Yeah, I, see, are I you a Force ghost? Up... What the fuck is a Force ghost? What the yeah. fuck's a Force ghost? I think that's keeping up a joke. But I every time I hear him with an interview like this, and he's like. I don't know what that means. It just reminds me of the Mark Hamill bit where he's talking about like, hey, well, like, isn't, isn't Shannara Harabee all messed up? And there's someone's like, kid. it's not, not that kind of movie, kid. I just so love good. that because that's exactly, you're like, right, that's that's exactly Harrison Ford. And uh-huh. also he's 100% right. Nobody gives a shit about continuity in those movies. It's yeah, so true. Yeah. Yeah, so no, absolutely. Because they're all garbage movies and they're still like one of the best movies ever made, best movie series. Uh, anyway, so uh, so we've learned, the whole middle of this is all learning about that. And uh, Didn't realize we'd be shitting on uh, Star Wars. I love Star Wars to death. He I have does. two Star Wars tattoos and I will watch everything day one, but they are all bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's no debate about that. They are all bad movies That's, by I, large margins of many different aspects, writing, continuity, uh, the first six movies, special effects, I don't care how great everyone's like, they were so good. They were not. They were subpar even for their time, except for the original Star Wars. Except for the original Star Wars, they were fantastic for their time. Um, but everything after that, I was like, mm, maybe not so much. Anyone who uh, tries to argue that they were like legitimately good movies, I'm just like, oh, honey. Oh, yeah. Honey, you don't wow. have to do this. You really hey, don't. And here I come in, I'm stretching. Put, and a, like, put a pin in this for when you have uh, Todd on next episode. Ah. Yes. Just just <laughs> drop it in, because I know he's not going to listen to this. He doesn't listen to... Yeah. <laughs> he right. barely listens to our fucking episodes. <laughs> he's not going oh, to listen to this. I was but, there. Why would I get to listen? <laughs> but just put a pin... Well, a little thing called QA, Brie. <laughs> Which is yeah. left to this guy. <laughs> um, but, oh, that's but just just... Sprinkle that in at some point. Just be like, yeah, you know, Star Wars, all shit movies. Just watch the rage. I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's gonna be really fun. Uh, so anyway, so we get to you know again, in case you're right, this is a very standard spy fair uh, series. Like yeah. the episode progresses through. You know, we meet Olivia Coleman's character, um, who uh, you know is an old friend of Nick Fury's. We are to assume she plays Secret Agent Sonia Fallsworth. New character um, for the it, for the uh, show. Mm-hmm. For, the, for the show. But right. her so, character, uh, Fallsworth, is one of the Howling Commandos from First Avenger. Uh-huh. Same last name. Oh, great. So cool. just continuing the spy trade keeps going through. Neat. I love it. Generations thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we, we know that they work together. So, you know, one of the big scenes is Nick Fury is abducted by her mediocre henchmen, as she refers to them. And she's like, here's how I know you aren't, you know, doing good. And this is, I think, another one of those red herrings where it's supposed yeah. to make us feel like he's a Skrull. Is because she's like, the old Fury would have seen these guys coming a mile away. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I let them take me just so I could get to you. Which is Which, what I was assuming. Yeah. 
I've, which is backed up when he puts the when he put when he bugs her place. Exactly. Like that's kind of like a oh cool. So we bugged the place. Yeah. But he yeah. admits he let himself get captured. And either Olivia, yeah. Olivia Coleman's character is a shit spy or knew exactly what he was doing because what does she then do after he's like, I let them catch me? She's like, Oh, can I make you a drink? And turns her fucking back on the spy. I'm like, nope. Uh-huh. Yeah. You don't turn your back ever. <laughs> like well, especially when his then, back is turned too. Like when she Either gives she- the like really like convenient exposition dump uh, that he's spying on, she makes sure to position herself directly in front of the camera and speak very yep. clearly and make sure that the person she's speaking to is also clearly visible. I'm it's really like- hoping it is it is just in the end, she's like, of course I knew you put that there. And that it's yeah. not just shitty spy trade. Like, yeah, I, I know. I definitely feel like that's what they're putting up there. Cause she even makes the joke of like, well, why would I work with you? You're useless. And you know, and she makes a joke, but then she goes off and kind of helps him anyways, mm-hmm. you know, by like confirming some facts. So I'm like, okay, so she's going to be one of those allies, which is like, I did, this is how it works. You know, like you, you bring him in and I pretend to turn my back and we all do the thing together. Come on guys. You know, uh, I'm hoping, uh, Dr. I'm uh, really it's Kelso from scrubs. <laughs> like just do what you always do. You bring him in, you do it without insurance. And I just look the other way, even though we all know what you're doing. You know, oh, <laughs> it's exactly what it is. Scrubs. Such a, I know. Great show. Great show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so so now we get to the big thing. So the big thing is is you know uh, Gravik is is hunting for these dirty bombs. Now here's where I learned the painter was a scroll right off the bat, and obviously it was obvious he was going to be a scroll. But the lining of his jacket was green, and I was like, "You motherfuckers!" <laughs> oh, when Ross is being chased, there's a purple hue to everything, which is the other color in my oh, head. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, scrolls. Yeah, yeah, scrolls. So I was like, "Oh, he's a scroll." <laughs> He's a scroll. Oh, yep. how very yeah, smart as, lighting department. <laughs> yeah, as soon as as soon as the the artist guy like flips his jacket and it's green on the inside, I was like, you fox. Yeah, I was like, yeah. all right. I was like, kudos to you, but also like, fuck off. <laughs> like, I get it. How do we feel about the Sam Jacksonification of um, Fury throughout the movies? Like, you look at like Iron. Well, not Iron Man one. It's a very tiny scene, but like, yeah, it just seems like Sam is just kind of being himself the more this series goes on i don't hate it but i'm just like odd choice (laughs) you listen to the interview of him explaining how like at first he was pissed when he heard that the the artist who did the ultimates like basically copped his image without asking and then he found out that they wrote the part because they wanted him like they wanted it to be him Mm -hmm. and he's like oh that's fucking cool and then like he got the part in the movie so i feel like he kind of seems like he has a sense of ownership on that character now and is yeah. just like it was it like it was written in the comics to be me so i'm gonna make it me in the movies yeah it's the miles morales of it all right yeah like, exactly right. yep yeah uh I, i'm totally cool with it uh just because i feel like fury is that sort of like fury needs to be badass mm-hmm. you know like he he's the ultimate spy right like we, it's been said in several more you know chris evans you know, says it, Tony Stark says, even his secrets have secrets. Like, yeah. you know, he is the ultimate spy, but he needs to be the ultimate badass because that is what we learned in uh, Captain Marvel. And that is that, you know, he is, he is the guy, like mm-hmm. he's the man, right? you know, and like that's, you know, he has to kind of keep that persona. So I'm totally up for it. Uh, and I'm with that. And, you know, that being said, you know, obviously the two mandatory viewings for Secret Invasion is clearly Captain Marvel, obviously, because yeah. half the plot comes from that movie. And I think it's really important that you watch Far From Home 
the whole movie, but specifically the post-credit scenes. Yeah. I think those are the two most important things going into this. So if, by the way, you're watching this show and you have not watched those two things, go back and do your do yourself a favor, watch those two things, is spe- specifically Captain Marvel. Above anything else, watch Captain Marvel because you're going to get a better idea and feel for the scrolls and how they got from point A to point B, mm-hmm. right. uh, you know, to where they are right now. I think it's really important. Um, but you've, of course, watched all those movies, right? All you listeners and viewers? Uh, of course you, you have. Your I voice a, got low, I, so I thought you were have. talking to me. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I've watched them all. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I have a question that's directly relevant to the scene you were setting up before we, we tangented. Uh, Dirty Bomb. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Dirty Bomb specifically is called Dirty because it releases not just like an explosion, but also radiation. Yes? To my knowledge, yes. It is supposed to be like a half-assed nuclear bomb. Okay. So the way that these explosions went off and the way that people responded to them did not give the impression that they actually exploded Dirty Bombs, that they just exploded traditional explosives, explosives in a public square. That's the impression that I got. Because there were a lot of people around, and yes, a lot of them got hurt if they were like within range of the impact or you know the blast zone. But there was no indication of like people being like radiation sickness or whatnot. And all of our main characters were in the blast range. If there was radiation involved, they would all be fucked. Well, and t- Talos that wouldn't that, be because they said because they're yeah. That's how and I you know um, I don't know. We'll see. They, yeah, they have, like I'm not sure that that well, scrolls like superpowers extend to immunity from radiation, though. Yeah, they do. They, I mean, that that's is, why that they, is what they said right. in the episode. Yeah, that's right. why yeah. they hang out at the uh, all the. Oh nu- no, you're right. You're right. Fuck. Yeah, which, I hate it. Like, like it's kind of like a fuck you enough. to Russia, being like, I, we don't even know where all of them are. Like Jesus. Yes, we know. Yeah, Russia was shady with how they made their <laughs> nuclear <laughs> plants. We got, got it. it. Um. Yeah, you know, so the thing about this is obviously this was a big subterfuge. This was all a decoy, you know, anyways, because, you know, we see all of the different bombs being held. He chases them all down. This is, of course, leading to our culminating final scene, you know, where Nick Fury finally comes face to face with Gravik. Uh, You know, Maria Hill's off trying to chase down the bombs. They finally do get to the people carrying the bombs, which Amelia Clark is one of them, Gaia. And they're all fakes. They were all decoys, to which we are to assume that Amelia Clark did not know this information uh, as well. Well, we'll find um, out, I, won't we? I think that we're left to assume that, but I well, I guess we'll find out episode two or three. Um, but, of course, this leads to the big surprise uh, of the ending is uh, we see Nick Fury, you know, Maria, uh, Maria Hill and Nick Fury finally, like, meet up with each other during all the craziness. They stop. Nick Fury pulls out a gun and shoots Maria Hill in the stomach to which she falls down to the ground and then he turns into Gravik. The real Nick Fury comes up and seemingly Maria Hill dies. But, but not before saying it was you. It was you. Like, come on. Yep. No, she wouldn't. She would They're fucking yeah, shapeshifters everywhere. She knew. Right. Yeah. But she, she would 100% be like, right, that wasn't actually Fury. But I think so, that was more of her saying like, he looked like you like giving him a hint of like. That, oh, I, think that was I didn't more think about that. That's probably what yeah, she I don't was think doing. It was like and, an accusation, and yeah. Fury thinks she's accusing. That's okay. Yeah, it's going to get I, all fixed when it's discovered she's a scroll and she's. Still alive. <laughs> well, so that's the thing. So in the end of the episode, we're left to assume she's dead. She doesn't turn into a scroll that we see in episode one, mm-hmm. which is what we know happens when they die. Yeah. They turn back into scrolls. Um, But two, here's the problem I have with this, and the problem has a name, it's Agent Coulson, because 
Fury sent Agent Coulson to a project called Project Tahiti. True, true. In uh, Agents of Shield, it's a magical place to which. It is a to which uh, uh, Coulson is brought back to life. Using... So we know that Project Tahiti uh, using uh, Kree technology. I don't think the so, uh, Skrulls will like that if they bring her back with Kree technology. Like, the fuck? <laughs> right. They're like right. the Nazis to us. That's not yep. cool. <laughs> but you know what? Like, you also have declared uh, open war on our planet. So, like, yeah, fair no, I game? meant like I meant like Talos, like the the, the yeah. good right. the good guys are gonna be like, like what this the is kind of fucked. You know this, right? <laughs> right, right. So here here's a couple of uh, problems aside from that that we have with this uh, thing. And and uh, Bree, we talked about this just recently. So and you know, Casey, you brought it up in the beginning of the episode. What is the timeline of what things are happening? Yeah. So the big problem is, is that we see the trailer for the Marvels, to which Nick Fury no longer has a large beard. He is currently wearing his eye patch, which is not how he looks in Secret Invasion. In mm -hmm. Secret Invasion, he has sporting a very large beard, and as of episode one, is not wearing his eye patch. We know from promo trailers, he will eventually shave into a goatee, which is what he have in the Marvels, mm -hmm. and he does put his eye patch back on. So we know that that's coming up in Secret Invasion. So the question is, is the Marvels before or after Secret Invasion? Now, here's the new bit of information that kind of spoils everything. Maria Hill is in the Marvels. Oh my God, thank you. I, I didn't want to look it up because I didn't know if we were going to talk about it, but I'm like, I distinctly remember her being there with Kamala when they go to her house and Kamala falls yep. over the uh, couch because she's the most adorable person in the MCU. Um, mm -hmm. Right. She, I fucking love her so much. She's, she's, <laughs> she's I can't so wait for her in the Marvels. I, I, she's really going to shine. All the time during Miss Marvels, I'm, I'm sitting there going, this is your first fucking thing? Fuck you, you Ever. can't be this good. Right. Like you're so good right off the bat. Well, yeah. And I mean, if you look at her at Kobe Smolder's uh, IMDB profile, she's also oh, I, credited I thought... for a total of four episodes. Uh, but it's hidden under the upcoming fold. So uh, you you lost me. I, I started to picture her in my mind when you said if you look at Kobe Smolders, because uh, <laughs> Good which, Lord, that woman. Oh the, man. sorry, I meant Robin Sparkle. The, oh. the um the Secret Invasion IMDb profile, if you mm -hmm. flip through the, the photos, there's an adorable picture of her and Ben Mendelsohn looking like he's her dad in like a rom-com just wandering oh, through New York. Great. It's it's very precious. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I I'm mean, jealous. so that's the thing. So I so, want to be in a rom-com with Kobe Smulders. <laughs> right. so, so this is the thing we're left to right. wonder is if this Kobe Smulders, uh, Smulders was, or uh, if this Maria Hill is a scroll. The scroll dies, and the real Maria Hill is, you know, being the guy in the van type thing. Right. Um, or if it's the other way around, and the one we're getting is the scroll, and she's brought back to life, and whatever. Like, so what happens? Because obviously Maria Hill doesn't die here. When it is um, uh, Hill fighting or chasing Gaia, and they fight in the in the underground sewer. Because that's where yeah. sewers are, <laughs> um, and then ideally, uh, Talos runs up. He's like, "Which way did he go?" I do like. She's like, "She like sexist son of a bitch." <laughs> like, right, right. Um, yeah, that was good. When she runs away, when he runs away, presumably Hill goes from there to the bar where Nick and her, for some reason, suddenly hate each other. Playing chess, that and makes she's me like, think You're lying she's a scroll at that point. Like. The animosity that's suddenly yeah. there, like, I got to wear this fucking fake skin and pretend that I am your bud. Fuck you. Yep. Like, I, 
there is that moment though, and I know all three of you will appreciate this, is when they were sitting there and she's like, oh, I thought we told each other the truth while we're playing chess. I expected her to be like, Oklahoma. Oh. <laughs> oh From Ted Lasso. Yes. Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma. Barbecue. All right, no, I do hate it. Barbecue sauce. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's great. Um, oh, wait, Sabrina, yes. are you all caught up on Ted Lasso? I have not watched season three. <gasps> it's very good. Okay, I was. I'm, already, I'm already on my rewatch. Oh God, <laughs> it, it is. It, if it helps, I had essentially the entirety of the first two seasons spoiled for me because I I took entirely too long to watch them. So like, it's not. Really I only a just big deal. It but, like, is yeah. one of the most perfect series of all time. Yeah, hands down. I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. It ends exactly as it should. Anyways, yeah. um, <laughs> not when this is not the Ted Lasso podcast. Ooh, uh, but yeah. yet. So when are we doing <laughs> the Ted Lasso podcast? Uh, so of course, you know, as we sign off on this episode, you know, I think you're right, Casey. Like this was a very standard spy fair. I did really enjoy it though because I just really like Sam Jackson. And Colby uh, Colby Smulders, yes, you know uh, Ben Kingsley Adir. I'm really excited to see more from him. Um, you know uh, Kingsley Ben Adir. Okay. Excuse me, Ben Kingsley. Uh, like, I'm more excited. Well, because it's so confusing because it's Ben Kingsley and then it's Kingsley Ben Adir. What else like, has he just, been in? Is he a Bridgerton um, guy? Uh, yeah, uh, he was in Peaky Blinders. He Ooh. was in. Yeah, uh, I just I had his IMDb profile open earlier. Yeah, I, Peaky Blinders. Uh, he was in the OA. The OA. Yeah. Um, oh, he was in the wow. movie King Arthur. Um, That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah I, I really um, enjoyed anyways. him. That turnaround that he does is such a mustache twirling bad guy turnaround. It is great. Oh, I great. fucking loved it. And like the scene <laughs> where the... like Fury is clocked him and he's chasing him through the, the public square and he keeps changing into different people and just like yep. staring at Fury and, and like egging him on. Right at him. Real, I, know brilliant. We're, I, I know we're trying to end the episode, but where the fuck did the ball go? Little girl has the ball and then turns to the well, old man and he walks by where she went behind and there's no fucking ball. Well, we know that they can shapeshift items because we see earlier the guy that the random guy that they bring in, he shapeshifts into the clothes that the guy he's copying wears because he shapeshifts his so hat. She, I don't like that. So is he I just think that's really Ms. weird. Uh, Nick Fury his balls. Uh, weird. Pretty much, yeah. Weird, I, so I think they can shapeshift man. items as well, which is also shaky science on that part. Mm-hmm. Uh, in world science, shaky in world science. Yeah, yeah. Now uh, you're just so, getting into changeling territory, like right. Mm-hmm. So to to end this episode, you know, it's something we haven't talked about, and I think it's super important because it's probably the best part of this episode is when Talos is talking about, you know, I haven't even had my midlife crisis yet. Where I go off and shopping, he said, "What did you do for yours? You know, what did you get for?" Years and here he goes. The Avengers, <laughs> best best so part good. of this whole episode, hands down. Oh, yeah. So good. that and that alone for me was enough. Where I'm like, all right, I'm I'm definitely in. A, oh, I mean, I was gonna watch the show anyways. Yeah, to be clear, but I'm definitely sold on it. Beyond doing this, I'm still gonna watch. Yeah. I just yeah. oh sure. And I think I mean you have to because you got to come back. Yeah, on. <laughs> that's what I mean. Beyond doing this, um, yeah. But I feel like I maybe felt the same way after uh, the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I was like, yeah. oh, that was okay. That was okay. But then, yeah. like, that is a very satisfying uh, finale on that show. And it got better yeah. as it went along. And knowing the history of the fact that, like, the thing that's being stolen are the vaccines because there was a whole um, pandemic storyline that they had to be like, mm-hmm, yeah. stay on the pandemic. Yeah. We're in one. We yeah. can't have this in here. Like, that's what the that whole 
the original. What is it? What the fuck is that group of people called? Uh, I forgot what they were. But were that's the what they were going after. Like yeah, the yeah. flag stompers. That's what they were the going. The flag stompers. Yeah. It's because there's a pandemic, and like smartly, Disney went, "No, we can't have nope. that storyline nope. at nope. all." Well, and like this one is also suffering a little bit because we just came through like what was it three back to back like really fun shows. I mean, we had Hawkeye, we had uh, Ms. Marvel, we had uh, She-Hulk. She-Hulk. And those were all very fun uh, and very kind of badass, like, street-level shows. And now we're into this more, like, serious spycraft. Uh, and, it, it again, it feels... You've referenced Winter Soldier a bunch. Yeah. It feels like more of an extension of that type of storyline, that very, like, serious, gritty storyline, whereas we just have this, like, the fun side of the Marvel comics brought to life. Uh, we're back into serious yeah. territory, and it's like, uh, yeah, okay, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. knowing that the next thing we're getting is the Marvels, and it's going to be fun again. Oh, cannot wait. Right. For the Which, you know, and th this also comes down to a larger timeline question is, you know, we just came off of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Yep. We know that the Marvels is coming up soon, which is going to deal with, you know, some sort of uh, not necessarily multiversal, but some sort of energy transfer between those three. Mm -hmm. So, like, we know big storylines are coming. We know Kang is is impending. So, like, when these sort of series drop in the middle of that, it kind of feels like like you're you're slowing the race down, right? Mm -hmm. So like I feel like this is going to have larger implications to the world, and it is going to blend into everything. But at after episode one, you're kind of like, How? yes, but the multiverse is expanding and exploding on everyone. Like, why aren't we talking about that right now? You know, like it does feels like, but this is happening right now. There's a why giant robot man in the Antarctic Circle, and no one's freaking, fucking talking about it. And no one's talking about it, right? Like that's the other thing. Like this is where timeline gets a little messy. And I get it; it's big picture, or maybe it won't be. You know, like you know, the fact of the matter is, we'll probably never see Hercules. Uh, you know, oh, from the Thor three so or the Thor four that. post credit scene. That's probably not going to happen because of uh, Thor 4's, uh, you know, poor performance. Um, so, like, it's just probably not going to happen. If it does, that'd be great. I would love to see it in Thor 5. But I think that's going to be another time, another thing, that post-credit scene that's just like, that's cool, but we're never going to talk about it again. Or he I feel like at this in, point, in Secret Wars. Like, we're, yeah. We're building, a, we're building a collection of things that Marvel is just trying to pretend like, ah, that didn't happen. It exists, but we don't have to talk about it. Yeah, just know like, that it exists. Just know Hercules exists. We don't need to do anything about it. They're, they're never going to reference the Eternals again. Mark my word. Like we'll yeah. be lucky if we get anything with Shang Chi again. Like you no, said, with, with that's Hercules, sad. I like, love like, uh, Black Knight's not coming. Yeah. we're lucky if the Blade movie even happens. Exactly. At this point. <laughs> like I think there's there's a lot of stuff that has been set up or has actually happened that Marvel's like Hulk who. Never heard of him. Yeah. Oh, no, we Edward are getting Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi 2 is already happening. Is that's it? in development oh, right good. now. Yeah, that's confirmed and already in development. Uh, yeah, so well, that is happening it, for it, sure. It's confirmed when it's released, Michael. Well, <laughs> you yes, know it is currently in active. I know. We we all went through Blade. But no, it is actively in development. Uh, 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 Simu uh, announced that just not that long ago that everyone's coming back and we're all working on a script. Yeah, so. I, I'd be down yeah. for that. I liked Shang-Chi. Yep, totally. It was one of the best. Yeah. It was, it was so movies. 
Yeah. So uh, Secret Invasion Episode 1 is available streaming on Disney Plus uh, for those of you in America. So definitely check it out. Of course, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can follow along with the Superpod HeroCast guys joining us. Casey, where can they find you on the web if they so choose? Uh, not Ryan Casey on the cesspool that is Twitter. Not dot Ryan Casey on the less cesspooly um, Instagram. Uh, we are also on the Superbot HeroCast on summer vacation. But every month, including today as we record, so... This is coming out tomorrow, correct? This is coming out tomorrow. So, so yesterday. yesterday we released one of uh, probably all of our favorite movies from when we were children, The Secret of Nim. The Secret oh of my Nim. God. Yeah. Yes. Oh, the sparkly Miss Briz. Um, so that, that's what we're doing. We're going through all the movies that, uh, shaped and informed and made Todd and I the, uh, little nerds and that grew up into big nerds. And I love it. Yeah. We did ET first. If you want to listen to me, uh, ball at the end of that movie, that is available for your listening. Oh God. I can't even, don't even start. Nope. Can't talk about it. It will literally make me cry. Um, yeah. And that's, uh, all available on the night shift radio website. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So if you go to nightshiftradio.com, you can have links to all of our shows, um, specifically the Superpod HeroCast, um, which for those of you guys listening on the Superpod HeroCast feed, hi, thanks. We're the Never Heard of It podcast. We talk about indie movies. Uh, and this month of July, we're talking all about uh, uh, women-run movies. Ooh. So uh, female-fronted, directed, or written, or both movies for this entire month, for the next five weeks, going to be all female-fronted films. So yeah. uh, definitely check us out. Uh, hop over to our feed, hit that subscribe button, and and join us. So, Casey, thanks again for coming. We super well, appreciate it. Thanks for it. having me. Uh, love yeah. our chats, and we will be joined by Todd next week, oh. uh, who will come in and we'll uh, we'll get to spend another hour and a half talking about uh, episode two and, we'll and shitting on Star Wars. Star Wars. That'll take up the first hour. <laughs> 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 All right. Thanks a lot for joining us, everyone. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.